Hey, this is Kendagrad from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Bashak Bunaidin with us. Bashak is one of the leading yoga therapist, transformational coach, and a yoga and meditation teacher. Bashak, tell us about your journey. First of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kiran. Nice to be here. Bashak, tell us about yoga. Like, when did you came across yoga, and uh, what did you find so transformational about it? And later on, tell us about how did you start a career in yoga? Yeah, um, you know, I was always interested in human psychology and human behavior conditioning from a very early age. But I've studied engineering, something completely different, <laughs> but not so much either. Um, like I was, I'm Turkish, I lived in Turkey and I came to US after graduating from school and finding a job. That was my dream. And at that time, I wanted to be, uh, as a woman and as an alien, to be <laughs> very successful in business world. That was my dream in, in New York City. Mm. And um, after years of very hard work, perseverance, I achieved a certain amount of traditional success. Mm. But um, I realized the happiness mm. uh, did not come from having this type of material success, right? Um, and I start looking for higher meaning in life through mm. um, a lot of trainings, um, a lot of coachings and seminars and workshops, self-study. I ended up doing a coaching training myself because I got so much benefits from mm. being coached by some other teachers. I wanted to become a coach as well. And I tried to do that together with my current job, but then I realized there was something missing. Because it was so cognitive, you know, and I knew I knew that there was a missing part where it was about the body. It uh, how do I connect that yeah. to physical? And I then I started getting into the yoga and yoga journey, and which then brought me to lots of more trainings. Yeah. And then finally, understanding the therapeutic aspect of yoga and how it enriches somebody's life, not just dealing with physical injuries, but also releasing stress and expanding the mind and then start delving into yoga philosophy more, visiting to India more. And that's how I ended up in this journey. And um, for a long time, you know, I've done both. I've, I had basically two jobs. I had a day job, which sometimes was a late night, but then I also had the second job that I would go teach, uh, do privates and teach in studios. Um, and then coaching became very natural because I was already a vice president in a company where I was leading hundreds of people. Mm. And that would be every day, somebody, at least once a day, and maybe more, uh, in my office sitting and crying, and not about just work stuff, but also uh, their lifestyle. Mm. And I would guide them, and I would coach them. And I realized that was the part of the job I liked the most, um, and because it gave me so much satisfaction to, some to see somebody else try. And that way, um, that became very clear that that was my strength. That was where I really also get satisfaction. So slowly by slowly, it was a gradual progress that I moved more and more into coaching and yoga therapy um, and finally left my corporate career. And now I work in corporate field a lot with people in coaching and therapy uh, uh, capacity as well as um, individuals from many different uh, walks of life. Totally. Uh, can you tell us about the experience that you're having as a coach, right? 
uh and one of the best experience that you can ex- uh, that, that you can remember of right now uh with the client that you might have had uh, that transformed their life well currently i work with um, people in both privately and also in a group capacity mm-hmm. both in co- coaching context well every session that you do even in yoga therapy becomes a coaching session <laughs> at the end and you might start with someone uh, working on their business career goals and then it spills into their lifestyle and life goals as well. Because to be honest, the 75% of coaching is finding what is really wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the core of all these desires, where it's coming from, mm-hmm. what needs to be fulfilled. And once you st- find that, once you find that truth, mm-hmm. uh, that is all very individual for everyone then it's very easy to get what you want because it's all about aligning and seeing the flow of life and just basically resting in that flow and working towards what that flow is bringing you. So uh, that's the way that I work with my clients. I really start first discovering about, you know, everybody comes and say, I want this, but is that really so? (laughs) And we really first figure out, unpack all that, you know, is that the real, what is your truth? And then we go into achieving that. There's many examples, um, but one example I can think of right now, I had someone came into me, come to me and uh, they said um, they were complaining about the environment at work, that it was a toxic environment. They did not get along with their coworkers and they didn't feel like they were being valued. They were in the same company for many years, very hardworking person, but they did not get any recognition or any advancement in the company. So through our work, we were able to change those dynamics. And this person has eventually given an opportunity to lead the international team in the department, which was a big advancement for them, uh, both financially and also as titles and all that goes on. And more importantly, because, you know, success comes, more importantly, this person finally felt that they were valued. So that gave them a certain amount of satisfaction in life. And uh, yeah, that was one of the really nice uh, examples of that. Totally. And uh, can you tell us about the seven chakras? Are there seven chakras in the body? Uh, There are more chakras in the body than seven, but seven are the main chakras in the body. Yes. Yeah. So please elaborate on that. What happens? Like I've heard that you can active six of them, not the seventh one. So, yeah, the seventh one is the top one, Sahasrara, right. that's the crown chakra, right? There are seven chakras in our body. Uh, our, you know, it is said that our uh, power, our inner power is dormant in most of us, just basically residing in the lower body, in the almost, almost in the pelvic floor, which call it a root chakra. But it doesn't really get to be expressed, our power, because uh, when we don't do the inner work, when we don't do our personal work, um, we don't have the feeling of safety, security. See, when you don't have a safe, felt feeling, it is very impossible for someone to really express themselves fully. Mm. First feeling that we need to have in life is to feel safe. Mm. And fear um, and doubt and worries usually block our freedom to be fully expressed. So we, we can work through you know, energies of each chakras represent, 
to expand our energy that's dormant in the lower part of the body to bringing it to the higher parts mm-hmm. and basically coming into the mind space expanding the mind space and then allowing the wisdom that we are basically not seeing that's everywhere to enter in so i'm going into a little bit of a more woo-woo aspect of it but there is so such a depth of uh, wisdom in yoga philosophy that deals with the different layers of the body. We call it koshas, or you can call it energies, and how to work with those. Basically, it all starts with returning, bringing your attention from outside to inside. Wow. <laughs> Bashan, you are totally a great yoga coach and a teacher <laughs> because you taught me what exactly happened. And I was able to imagine what exactly where the energy is coming from. Uh, next question is about marketing. So as a coach, how do you market yourself to come across more people? See, um, I know nowadays social media is a big aspect for everybody's marketing. It's a great tool. And I totally agree it is a great tool if it is used right. Mm. Uh, because... Uh, it is great to engage customers and communicate to a wide audience of what is going on, the programs that you are doing or what you are offering. But it needs to be done in an, in my opinion, in a very authentic and responsible way, with intention. Because when we lose focus, then you know it loses you basically. Uh, the way that I work, I do do I do use social media to a certain extent. But I do most of newsletters, and um, I, you know, my clients usually refer me to other people because what is the best way to work with somebody if you get a recommendation about somebody else's work through that? So word of mouth is always been the right thing for me, and um, yeah, I mean, it is usually I rather social media is great at you know keeping co- you know current and consistent and being seen and remembered but i feel that um, word of mouth or personal contact is much more valuable it it is for me yes i get it i get it bashak where it's coming from uh tell us about videos like do you think videos are the future or videos are the present at this point i mean we are very visual beings Mm -hmm. you know and and you would think that our sense of sight is the most powerful one because through what we see, we engage, right? But in yoga philosophy also, it's explained, especially in our day and age, Mm -hmm. the actually most important uh, sense is the hearing, Mm. right? Shravanam Kirtana. So through hearing, what we focus, what we get the, where we get the information, we form ideas and we form our philosophy. So, I think they are both very powerful, uh, but to me, hearing from the right source and the right information that comes from the truth, what we call, what we talk about truth is, you know, there is truth and there is a temporary truth. There is the sat and asat, not true. So you spoke about hearing, you spoke about uh, seeing, right? My next question to you is about the superior power, okay? Now this is something that the universe some people regard to the it as the universe some people say god so what is your take on that do you think that there is uh, an existence beyond uh, life absolutely you know the 
yoga philosophy teaches us the all cause of suffering is to believing that I am this mind and I am this body. Mm. And as long as we believe this is it, who I see on the in the mirror is who I am, then I will be suffering because then you're subjected to this material dimension and all the sources of misery that comes from, you know, duality. Because we are constantly chasing happiness and avoiding distress. And this constant chasing of that, this duality, seeing everything is either good or bad or uh, helpful or unhelpful, is creating this anxiety, this stress in us. So once we realize that, you know, there's, there's a temporariness of our being, but there's also an eternality of our being, which is res residing in the soul. And yoga teaches us that the soul is unchangeable, unmutable, and forever existing, and changing body from one lifetime to another. And in that zoom out perspective, right? That's to me the very important aspect of this teaching that zooming out from this constant engagement and constant looking for fulfilling our desires is going to give us a new perspective and, mm -hmm. and forces us to see, can I have an equal vision? Whether I'm experiencing distress in this moment or happiness, I know that it's temporary because the conditioning of this whole world is temporary. Everything is here for a while and then it will be replaced by something else. So once we can start understanding that and then start to see the flow of life, we realize there is something more. There is a higher power. There is a hand of something higher than us in work. So we start contemplating, you know, I am not the only one. I am not the doer. It's not all up to me. Mm. So if I can rest in that idea, then I can start seeing the reasons of why things are happening certain way. Maybe there is a lesson in the things that I'm experiencing. So I stop labeling good or bad. I just start seeing the possibility of in every situation. Wow. Vashak, whatever you said feels so true. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, now my final question. Before that, please tell us about uh, the best ways of reaching out to you. Yes, um, so you can reach out to me through um, an email. It's uh, Bashak's Yoga. It's B A S A K S Yoga at gmail.com. I am also at um, social media in a very limited way, as I mentioned, it's Bashak's Yoga at Instagram. And um, uh, through my website, it's yogamaglobal.org. Do reach out to her, guys. Now, my final question, Bashak. Uh, tell us about if there is a superior power, right? If there is something above us, how do we control it? Like, uh, how do we control the universe? So, um, we, you know, we are so oriented in controlling, right? That's like the biggest theme in our life that, you know, how can I control everything? Mm. But the fact that we are not in charge <laughs> and the idea is not to control, but to surrender. Mm. surrendering not in a passive way in an English it's a very English doesn't represent the words very well it's more of the understanding of uh, faith right there's a reason that this universe is moving in certain way and my life is taking me to certain direction 
what I need to do not to not do anything, obviously, mm. but keep doing the work that I'm doing, mm. but surrender the results of that work. So I am not chasing something or running away from something else, but I'm just doing the action in the sake of doing the action. And in that way, whatever the result is, is not going to disturb my peace. So I'm going to be even-minded, right? Samatwam, finding the even-mindedness in every situation. So the three rules that I live by or try to, or, or, or you know, work towards always daily is creating these three things, the samatvam, the even-mindedness, samadarshana, mm -hmm. equal vision that I can see everybody and everything with an equal vision. And the third one is antarsukha, which I know that my inner happiness mm -hmm. doesn't come from external events, circumstances, or people. They are not, that's not given to me. I find the, the inner happiness within me. Wow. <laughs> well said. Every time you say something, it's a wow that comes out of my <laughs> So <laughs> thank you so much for keeping the spirits high today. Uh, with that, thank you so much for being on the show, Bashan. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Same as well. I look forward to hearing from you, Kiran, and hearing more of those podcasts. They are wonderful. I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off. You guys take care. Bye, guys. <laughs>